Dr. Airsoft's here. He's done a number of online blogs about uh, iPro safety gear. Airsoftmedicine.com. So, yeah, give him a round of applause. Yeah! Who's missing their kill uh, card? Hey, this is Master Sergeant Mad Max Mullen. I want to encourage you all, and matter of fact, I'm going to give you an order to listen to Airsoft Medicine for the latest reviews on safety and equipment, because one of the um, premier things is safety, whether it's on a real field of battle or in the airsoft world. So that's an order, Airsoft Medicine. This is Mad Max, Ranger out. This is Adam from Take Aim. Be sure to check out Airsoft all Dignabit, man. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Right Screw <laughs> you. All right. Take Aim Magazine. Take Aim Magazine. Okay. This is Adam from Take Aim Magazine. Be sure to check out the Airsoft Medicine Podcast. Now he don't talk so loud. Now he don't act so proud about having to be scrounging his next meal. He's Dr. Airsoft. And welcome to the Airsoft Medicine Podcast for August 2013. Thank you for joining us. And we also have, in addition to Dr. Airsoft, Range Master Larry over across here using the better microphone. The better one. That's why I sound better. That is the reason. It's not because he really does. It's because it's the technology. No, this is actually making it onto the uh, recording device and everything. You're monitoring uh, this. According to the headphones and the, the little red light. Okay. It's going somewhere. I hate to, to allow our listeners this little peek behind the curtain, but we have on occasion gotten some serious like 15, 20 minutes into it, and then realized we've not really captured it. I, I, I listen to we, a lot of podcasts. Yeah. We're not the only ones. <laughs> oh, no. And it was gold, absolute gold. That I know. Just it, went down the drain. But that didn't happen this time. Okay. And we're hitting it, hitting the floor running here this, this week, much or this month, much more than other times. And I'm hoping that less chatter before results in more gold. Yeah, more, more spontaneity. Like when our when our guests on the radio show used to always talk about the whole subject and they didn't get the idea yeah. of S yeah. stop talking. No, we're not listening to you. the The red light's not on. Stop talking. Right. You don't want to do that. <laughs> okay. So no guests this show, but we do have a special topic that we will get to after these messages. Welcome to Airsoft Medicine. You can communicate with Larry or myself. Larry has an email address. It's uh, Larry at airsoftmedicine.com and you had no mail this month i know sorry i i did and we'll get to that later oh good mine is mark at airsoftmedicine.com and thank you for writing those of you who did well the reason you do. have some is because i wrote to you well that that was one of them yeah but but that was an answer to the one that i sent to you <laughs> well it's like a self-licking oh, ice cream oh, cone it, isn't it <laughs> what a self-licking ice cream cone Never in other words it. sort of a yeah, it's like the perpetual motion machine <laughs> Oh, also, no feedback from Omega because he was the core of our show last, last month. And okay, and then he didn't even you know write back and say, "Wow, you know? never writes, never calls." Uh, isn't that no. like a guy? It, yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. Disappointment again, Omega. All right, we'll talk to you some other time. Uh, our Facebook, Doctor Airsoft on Facebook, is where you can find a link to something we're going to talk about tonight. It's already there. It's already up. We haven't even recorded yet, and I put the link on. Wow, you are in a hurry. I, <laughs> and then, uh, nothing new on YouTube. Nope, not nope. this time. No, although... Well, not after we got some disappointing comments on the uh, 
the, the edge tactical. <laughs> they slash. saw right through us. <laughs> well, what now? Okay, people send us stuff and say, "Hey, you know, review this, rate this." Well, we do, and sometimes it just, you know, it and and as you can tell, we we saved it, saved it, <laughs> and then finally that was the product okay, to do. Okay, we'll, we'll save it. We got to be honest. Yeah. And so we did it. They asked us to. We did it. Okay. Also, we encourage people to rate us on iTunes. Go to iTunes. Uh, put in a little whatever is an ID or an email address and say how great you think the Auburn Medical Group is. And I'm sorry, I said Auburn Medical Group. I've been thinking. Oops. Did Did you see the new video for the Auburn Medical Group? I didn't. It was posted uh, yes this weekend. It's announcing that Dr. Gwen Vaughn is joining. Oh, Auburn. It's kind of well. Cool. He has the same last name. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah. You think maybe we knew each other? Let's see. Uh, we are talking about this week or this this month, I should say, on airsoft medicine. Yeah, I got the name of the show right. We're talking about the ASTM, which stands for is it the American Society for Testing Materials. I believe that's it. Like Although that it's way. ASTM International, so it's the American International. Is the A for Amer- well, whatever it used to be. They test materials because now it's an international organization. Yeah, they t- they test materials and testing techniques and testing techniques. They test testing. They say, "Hey, that's kind of like your ice cream cone that licks <clears> itself." Self licking ice cream yeah. cone. Or or dog or yeah, <laughs> you know why dogs do that? Because <laughs> they because yeah. they can. That's right. Go on. Yeah, I think you told that to me when I was like five. <laughs> hey, little kid, one of you a joke. ASTM uh, Airsoft Committee for Air, uh, for Airsoft. Okay. We've got our own group. So there's a subcommittee within the ASTM vis-a-vis yeah. Airsoft. Yeah, they've got different sections. One of them's for sporting. Goods, sporting equipment, safety yeah. equipment. All right. And one of them has a subcommittee that's just for airsoft. And it's a little group of people in the airsoft industry. And it's of it's, whom you are one. I am one of them. Uh, and I don't quite understand this. We're helping the industry to get standards, yet we pay to be a member. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of wondering why I have to pay. Well, to it's tell you the like truth. Why you get charged an ATM? Because if you think about that, yeah. I'm already not paying for a teller. You're, yeah. You, the bank, are already not paying a teller totally. to wait on me. Yeah. So why are you charging me so to why, use a machine to wait why? on myself? Why? I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay. All right. So anyways, I, I think that, yeah, the industry members of the ASTM should pay. And I think the reason they should pay is because I should get paid. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I haven't put out too much work for it and not done a, a whole lot of research just for them. So I shouldn't complain too much. But the uh, the chair is a fellow from Crossman. Mm-hmm. And so by being very involved and having a chair on this committee, they have a lot of input on what goes on. Mm-hmm. A lot of input. So the standard's like, going to say all guns used in an airsoft field must be made by Crossman? <laughs> I mean, if I had that kind of absolute power, that's what I would do. Um, he actually is the one who writes the stuff. Mm-hmm. But But here's what happens. He brings it back to the committee, and it has to be uh, approved by everybody. If anybody makes a negative vote on any part of everything, uh, any part of, of one of their standards, it can't pass at that point. Wow. We have, to, we have to properly address it. And if somebody has a complaint, that complaint is sent to all of us. And we all have to look at the complaint very seriously and consider if it's legitimate or not. And then a complaint about what the the potential uh, standard, the the standard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me come up with an example without divulging, uh, ASTM secret information. Uh, okay. Let's say we're football helmets, for example. Okay. And they say, okay, football helmet for a guy who's a kicker 
needs to have two bars across the face mask instead of one. Mm-hmm. Or okay. whatever. I'm not instead a football fan, multiple, so I, yeah, I don't okay. know. So then uh, one of the manufacturers is going to say, hey, we've got data that shows that you just can't do that because they'll, you know, the cleat will fit in the space and go in their face from the other team or something like yeah. that. So everybody else reads it and says, yeah, I guess they're right. So then the, the thing gets voted down. Or, or, or they say, no, there is no cleat that can possibly fit with the way that we have it configured here right across the middle. So uh, we all disagree, and we're going to pass it anyway. But they have to get that second vote. It's, it's not just uh, majority rules. It's they have to re-vote on it. Two majorities have to rule. <laughs> oh, wow. Essentially. Okay. And if and Mike and any of the other guys on the committee, if you hear this podcast and I'm getting it wrong, please correct me and we'd be glad. In fact, and we'll redo the podcast. We'll revote. We'll, we'll redo the podcast. And we'll, we'll call it the if September you, if 2013 you disagree, airsoft. Yeah, if you disagree with this. <laughs> and if you want to send an audio file that, that straightens me out, please do. Uh, that would be welcome material for our show. Um, let's see. What else can I say? Oh, this is stuff that I believe I can say. That the standard specification for six millimeter projectiles used with low energy air guns. That would be your airsoft style the, guns. Yes. yes. Uh, and they specify in there what low energy. And I believe they raised the limit of how powerful low energy to. Mm-hmm. And this is a conversation that I remember having uh, with Mike, the chair, and with. Um, Okay, the other guy that was involved in this conversation it was just the three of us at this one meeting. I, I want to I clarify something. When you say they raise the limit, we're not talking about raising the limits for um, field standard, but raising the limit for what for defines what's a gun. Yeah, uh, what would okay, fit under this low, definition. What, what, and the yeah. reason was they wanted to get the snipers to fit in everything that we're talking okay. about here. All right. And I, I'm sorry, I cannot remember how high it was off the top of my head, and I, I don't have, I guess I could look how it up. How high are it but, now? Yeah. Believe me, it was high enough that we can play in any game we've played in. Yeah. Yeah. That's how high it was. We we went high with that. Now, there's different uh, descriptions and warnings when these guns are sold that it's recommended they have through the standard, uh, including the word death for the fastest ones. Wait, death? Huh? Use, use the term death in an airsoft context. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And, and try not to make me laugh while doing it. <laughs> These are the, like I said, it's really fast. So, yeah, and I, I agree that it's awful hard to support it with any data, but the industry wants it there. Okay, so I, I'm not, I'm not completely following it. In other words, they have, they have upped the, the speed standard or that the it, energy standard that is still guns. considered so a low energy okay. air gun. In other words, more guns will fall under the category of low energy. Yes. So it, it's easier to qualify in yeah. the low energy. And, and they divided it up between, oh, I wish I could remember this right now, either one joule or one and a half joule, and from there up to, and I, I wish I could remember if it was two joule or two and a half or two and three quarter. It went up pretty high. Okay, now that's the that's the standard to define what is considered a low energy gun. That has nothing to do with the playing field standards for how many FPS you can be. Mm. No, this is just for warnings that go in the box. Got it. And yes, death was mentioned. And you're right. You're right. Give me a scenario. Sorry, don't have one. The industry wanted it. I thought 
hey, if they're covering their back end, so the so the box will got it covered if you like, say death. Uh, accidental death might occur if me, yeah, you yeah if, it. if it's totally misused. <laughs> wow. Maybe you could come up with a way. Uh, you know, yeah. if you impale yourself on it falling while uh, jumping off a bridge. Yeah, yes. while jumping off the bridge. Yes, it's four still bridge for those of you that know what a real bridge is. <laughs> Look it up. Okay, so it's so that's now one easier of them. to qualify as a low energy gun. And really, all that applies to is warnings that come on a box. Okay, all right. It really has means nothing to the player. So this next one has to do with airsoft field operation? Airsoft field operation, and that relates to something coming up that we're going to talk about. Oh. And that is that they include in it some kind of device to arrest an accidental discharge. That would be like your barrel plug? That's one way to do it. Or, or the little sock, barrel sock. The sock, like they have in, in paintball yeah. quite often. Sure. Sometimes referred to as the barrel condom. Yeah. And so they are saying what that thing has to be? Or that you no. just have to have one? No, it, it, it's, it's not defined. Okay. And but, that's that's in the airsoft field operation. That's also, I, uh, I don't know if it's in the airsoft player safety briefing. It may not be in that. I don't remember. I haven't read the, these for a while. But the reason we're talking about, you know, it sounds like I haven't read these for a while. The reason we're talking about it is because we just got an email from the chair of the, the subcommittee saying that there's a new specification for airsoft gun barrel blocking devices that will be made. And I, I need to talk to Mike specifically about this issue. Mm-hmm. So before I do that, it'd be really nice if I got some feedback from our audience because we are not, I'll come right out and say, it, we are not the most widely distributed podcast in the airsoft world. What? But we are very widely distributed, I'm finding out, within the industry. Oh. Th- they care what we say. Well, and so send us stuff, you people. <laughs> you people that think um, you're listening to this for information on what's going on in your industry, you're not really a, a fan who writes in. This is something where we need you to write in because you probably have an opinion on this. You probably know of some products. And we want to know what your experience and thoughts are on the barrel plug. We're very interested. Or I think you described it as a barrel or, blocking device. Or, or, or it's, well, it's a barrel projectile, projectile blocking, whatever. Whatever, it's, whatever that thing is, it's going to keep the BB from coming out the other end. No, no the anti-negligent discharge yeah. device. Okay. Now, here's the reason for that. There are lots of ways to keep an accident from happening. Lots of ways. Some people think the way is... Oh, you're stupid if you shoot somebody by accident. It happens. Okay. All right. That's one way. You probably are, but it happens. You'll be surprised how many people you're going to take out if you take out everybody who's done something stupid. Yeah. And and you should not be with. so proud to think that you've never done something stupid. And if you are that person, you should be thankful that you haven't yet. Yeah. Well, that's that's one of our rules on the range. You know, when you start capping on somebody and saying, yeah. man, that is so dumb. Man, I would, it, 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 it's just like karma. Pride goes before a fall. Something's going to happen to you that's like double bad. I think it's more like Proverbs. Yes. Yeah. So, so what's another way of doing it? Yeah. Okay. Not having stupid people. That's one way. Um, I'm out because sometimes I I do stupid things. The field will be empty. I like to think I'm a long uh, way from it. Let's see. What's another way? Okay. Another way is having rules about mags out. Okay. That is not 100%. Okay. Even Even if all the mags are out. It is possible Somebody for a discharge to occur of a BB, even without a magazine in the gun. Right. 
Um, that may not be true for <laughs> gas blowback pistols. Right. Uh, I have a hard time imagining how that's going to happen. But for AEGs, it oh, can still yeah, definitely, yeah. And you can even uh, fire it after the, the magazine's out and still have a BB in it. Oh, it can happen. Done it. So what's another way? Well, how about arresting the BB in the barrel, you know, after it's fired, or right at the end of the barrel, so it doesn't go any further than you know, just whatever's minimizing its life. Yeah, so that's where this comes in. That is the end place where you're going to make the difference. Where's another place you can make the difference? Have everybody wear eye and face protection so they don't get hit. That's that's the other end or of it. Or like big rubberized Michelin Man suits. Everybody could just wear those. Kind of like that one. Uh, all overhead uh, yeah. simunitions thing that we did on yeah, the video. Exactly. So this is this is the gun end uh, of the the end of where you can make a difference. The last place you can make a difference on the gun side. Now we talk a lot about masks and eye protection on the person getting hit side, but on the gun side, this is the last place you can make a difference. Everything comes down to this. If everything else fails, this is where you have to stop it. Yeah. They, so there's, there's no- different ways you can do it. Now, we have seen, who was it that gave out lots of uh, barrel ends at SHOT Show two years ago? Etika One. Oh, that's right. The, the orange? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have those. I don't have any yeah. of them, so you must have them. Okay. And the way they, they were made is that they had a, a ring that went, I would say. On the outside of the barrel. Yeah, toward, toward, the, the, toward the receiver end. Toward the receiver from, from the front of the gun. Had one ring that would hang on, and then the, the actual... The, cover the blocker yeah just it slipped would over slide the, on over slipped it over the flash uh, behind, or actually not over the behind that so you could have it just hanging from the first ring right off yeah and then you could yeah it was kind of like a, it's kind of hard describing like words crude lanyard so that you didn't necessarily have to take the thing completely off you could just remove yeah you could kind of hang off like the that. side and you could still have it on and fire but, the gun yeah yeah but there was a problem with those they were really they made fit. yeah they, they were really made to fit the uh most Standard flash hiders on an M4. Yep. I don't think they would fit on any no sniper. Wouldn't fit on the sniper. Wouldn't, wouldn't fit on the on an AK because on an AK you've got yeah. the uh, front sight post right there. There's nothing for for sidearms. Nothing for sidearms. But it was something that's out there. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. The classic uh, cover with yeah the what you're referring with to the, the, uh, the the barrel, barrel condom, condom with yeah. the um with uh, the little rubber band or rubber uh, band or what's the word I'm, Bungee. Yeah. Bungee cord. You have to tie it somewhere on the back of the gun and, and put it on. I don't, I don't know. No. What, do, what do you think of those? Uh, yeah, they could, well, they're, they're kind of universal. Thumpy but. made a big deal out of it once. Because he, he showed a video where somebody fired an AEG with the cover on. Yeah. If that bungee gets overstretched, you know, starts losing yeah. its elasticity. I don't see that happening with shooting. Yeah. Maybe with putting it on and off too yeah. much if you had it too tight. Yeah. So what happened was a bunch of the BBs broke as they were hitting inside. It must have been cheap BBs. I don't know. Yeah. So then uh, his argument is this is unsafe because once you take that off, you've got fragments of BBs still in the barrel. But my um, argument would be, if it went off when that was on, it could have been saving somebody from getting shot anywhere. We don't know where. So 
who cares what happens so, afterwards? So it prevented the the uh, accidental discharge. Is the standard going to be for the actual blocking device, or is the standard going to address the mandatory use of the blocking device? Well, it's, I, here you have to be careful saying mandatory use because with ASTM, it's or, all just or sta- recommended yeah. standards. You don't have to follow the standard. Mm, okay. And so the standard is that it's being used on all the guns in the staging area that aren't out in the play area. Okay. Uh, now this, that it's being used, but they're not promulgating what kind of a blocking device. No, that's that's what okay. I have to talk to Mike about. Okay. Um, you bring up an interesting point, though, or I guess I did uh, in answering your question. If it has to be on in the staging area, that takes out that in-between target practice area we were talking about on our last show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, right. There's really no room for that in the standards that are already written for the field operation and safety briefing. We're going to have to make, make an allowance for that. Except for... So those standards will have to be updated uh, for that very reason. Vote no on it. Uh, they've already passed. But these are always updated. Okay. Every couple of years, they come through and they visit and they say, okay, what changes are we going to make to make this more relevant to the industry now? Nothing's perfect the first time. Yeah. So... In addition to uh, Mike, the chair of the ASTM committee, sending out this email about those standards, he also, and I'm, I'm going to quote here, I hope he doesn't mind me doing this, but I think it was a public email. Uh, as an FYI, the TSA blog has included some tips for traveling via air with your airsoft equipment. Looks like we have hit the big time as an industry from the TSA's viewpoint. In other words, if the TSA is going to take time out to talk about airsoft, they there must be enough people doing it. Yeah. You know, I read that yeah. blog and they talk about. Um, Link can be found. Yeah, well, this is like paintball guns. Airsoft guns are perfectly fine to transport and check luggage. And as with BB and pellet guns, there's no need to declare them as you would a real firearm. To that I say bunk, <laughs> hooey, and Tommy Rot. Because I, you're going to get called. I, they look too much like a real gun. I thought that when we. When we declared ours and we had them in the lock case, I thought that was the way to do it. Right. And, and there's more than one reason for that. Yeah. You remember the, the blog by the photographer um, that I told you about? Yeah, you did. The guy, the guy that has all his expensive equipment and he uses a uh, starter pistol. He always packs a starter pistol. Always packs a starter pistol because it gets labeled differently. Because there's one thing airlines do not want to lose, is and gun. that is a firearm. Yeah. Because they're liable. For a fire that could kill someone. So if this guy's his expensive audio and video equipment, he wants to make sure it gets he gets to, to Seattle sure gets or where he's side. going. He puts a starter pistol in there, yeah. which is a firearm, and but, it's locked in with with yeah. his camera well, and his lenses. The thing about the starter pistol, even though it doesn't fire a projectile, it, it does use gunpowder, you know, as a, as its mm-hmm. projectile launcher. Then, even though it's a non-projectile, it's but, a fire arm. And our experience has been that if you treat an airsoft gun like a firearm. And lock it in a, in a lock case that way and declare it, it gets treated with that kind of respect. Well, yeah. And and, and it gets there on the other side. When, and we've been paged in the airport. Hey, uh, could you come to the TSA <laughs> right. uh, booth, Dr. Uh, Airsoft? We need to check something out. That's how I remember it. Yeah. And now uh, they weren't quite that polite about it or equivocal. Yeah, and then you were in the bathroom it's a bit and of I can never find you afterwards. It's a, it's a bit of a hassle. I guess. Yeah. But... You you know you but, might as well go ahead and declare it. But whatever's packed if, with it gets to the other side. Yes, declare it as if it were a firearm because you know what? Somebody's going to look at it. 
they're going to mistake it for a firearm. You're probably going to get questioned about it anyway. It'll avoid so every headache. Why don't you just step right up and take it to the highest possible um, caution standard and say, okay, this, yeah. you know, yes, it's an airsoft gun, but why don't you just go ahead and check it through as if it's a firearm? They don't mind doing it, apparently. No. It's a little paperwork on your side, but it's a lot less hassle on the other if they... Although, for them to be writing this, maybe they're putting out the message that, hey, people don't have to do this anymore. Oh, by the way, they don't like anything that looks like it might contain any uh, propane, CO2, Oh, yeah, we need gas. to talk about what you can't take. So, like your your grenades, your Thunderbeat you, pipe grenades. Now, we are, took our Airsoft Innovations tornadoes on our trip, but this says you can't do that. Yeah, well, see, I don't think people necessarily knew what the heck those were. Yeah, yeah. But... I, I okay. I got hassled for carrying a, of all the strange things, a creme brulee torch. In my luggage, mm. um, mm-hmm. simply because they thought it had to be filled with uh, butane. Yeah, and I was delivering it to somebody else. You're they, only allowed to have hum- compressed gas for two things. What? Oxygen. Artificial limbs. Oh. I don't know how they use compressed gas in those. I guess that's what they run off of. Okay. And what was the other one? Oh, inflatable devices. Yeah. Life vests. Yeah. Yeah. Inflatables. So I guess you're going to have to get an artificial arm that runs off of green gas (laughs) or something. Yeah. No. um, So, so keep, make sure your, your magazine. Make sure your mags are completely emptied of, of gas as well. Yeah. Pack them separately and, from and, your... And anyone who's sitting by you in the plane, make sure they are empty of gas, gas before... Ah, that doesn't them. always work out in your favor, you know? There's no... Oh, have you ever been stuck between two... I oh. I have a friend who's a stewardess, and she said she actually uh, has had people ring their stewardess call button and say, you know, could you, could you ask this gentleman to stop... <laughs> To please stop Seriously? Do I know this person? You don't. Oh, okay. Uh, but she's like, well, you know, I could ask. Why can't you ask him? You know? That's right. I mean, go, go to the person You're asking me within their earshot to stop farting. Why do, why do I have to echo it back to him? Just tell him yourself. <laughs> you're an authority figure. Yeah, I guess. Well, you, you know, gas? I guess. I, I'm the person sitting next to you. You're going to get my elbow in your ear if you do that again. You crack off another one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do that to me uh yeah but your doctor air soft because it's, it's air because it's air soft <laughs> i aimed it the other direction <laughs> he, he, it was a long flight to vegas he even does that safely <laughs> stewardess can i have one of those can little I, pillows can please? i have a, a barrel blocker <laughs> oh my you're killing me Okay. So anyway, TSA-wise, uh, if you're traveling with my, I'd go ahead and declare it as a firearm, really. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, they don't like, um, like tornado, they actually have a picture, and the picture's on our Facebook page right now from their article showing airsoft innovation grenades that, that we took with no problem, yeah. but also your little shells for your um, M203 launchers. Oh, they don't like the 40 millimeter either. shells. Yeah, yeah that makes them real nervous and twitchy, because, you know, that stuff can, can you know, it's... It, Imitates things that could explode, and that's just, Actually, for some reason they very, It's very unwelcome on an airplane. Those kinds of things, but but all the guns are fine. Yeah, the just guns are fine. Disengage them because, keep because the out. guns need to have an operator, and if the thing's locked up and and in the cargo hold, there's no operator. So yeah, the thing is not a threat. Oh, and you have to 
if you're following the rules for firearms, you're keeping your magazines separate. Yes. yes. Yeah. And, and unloaded magazines too, by yeah. the way, just in case you guys need to be yeah. told that. Well, and I mentioned that, but uh, let's emphasize again, unloaded of BBs and all of all, the all gas, gas yeah. discharge from it. Although I don't know if they even recognize the fact that it, it might have. So you probably don't even want to pack your cans of green gas. Buy your green gas at the other When you end. get there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think we've experienced that on both ends. Yeah. People giving us cans before they leave the I've had occasion game. to go through the uh, the TSA side, you know, the the inspector side. Yeah. And it's amazing the collection of stuff they have back there. Oh, really? Oh, they've got their, their office Christmas party is taken care of. <laughs> you know, the, they've got every kind of booze. They've got... Um, well, like you said, little little fakey grenades. Uh, I know they have a little green like, soft one. Yeah, that's what they took. Yeah, we got a swag. It was it was a foam like one of those uh, stress reliever. Yeah. Squeeze it in your hand, and it just looked like a it just looked like a grenade. It was shaped they, like a grenade. They wouldn't, wouldn't let take it on. Wouldn't let them have it because no. it looks like something that might explode in an airplane. Yeah. Well, anything before we go? Um, it's clock on the clubhouse wall says it's time to go, Master. Okay. Hey, if you guys have some awesome games coming up that you want an appearance by Dr. Airsoft and Range Master Lariat and uh, just let us know. <laughs> and we'll... Because we haven't been in an we'll, awesome game for a while. we'll send our pictures along and... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll endorse it if it's good. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like those last products. <laughs> right. Make sure it's good if you give it to us. Okay. Until next time, this is Range Master Larry and, and Dr. Airsoft telling all of you to play safely. Spartan Imports Incorporated is one of North America's largest distributors of premium quality airsoft products for military training and recreational purposes. Our major product lines have full warranties, and we offer comprehensive in-house, dealer, and consumer technical support. Among the many brands and items we carry, Spartan Imports is the exclusive distributor of Magpul licensed PTS, airsoft products, classic army and javelin brands of airsoft guns, and amp tactical and mag brands of high quality airsoft and recreational shooting optics and accessories.